Welcome to Game On Girl. I'm your host, Dr. Regina McMenemy, and this week on Season 3, Episode 9 of Game On Girl, I'm going to talk about what it was like to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy as a mom. So stay tuned, and thanks for listening to Game On Girl. I'd have to say that Lord of the Rings is probably in my top five fandoms. Star Trek, Star Wars, the series that shall not be named because its creator is transphobic, are, are some of the other fandoms that I'd, I'd probably put in that top five category. Uh, Lord of the Rings, the movie series um, came out in the early 2000s? Is it really that old? Am I really that old? I think I am. But it definitely ranks right up there for me in terms of fandoms that have had the most profound effect on my understanding of myself and perhaps my understanding of the world. So it might come as a surprise to some of you who might know that uh, I've been a mom for more than a few years now, to learn that I haven't watched the trilogy since my daughter was born. Now, part of that, any parent who's listening to this will probably profoundly understand, because um, three hour, three to four hour movie commitments with violence that you cannot watch around your child are really hard to pull off uh, when your children are young. <laughs> And my daughter is sensitive, and I, I can't even really watch scary things, even if she's not watching them, if she's in another room and she hears like the tense buildup of the music, she will get um, anxious and um, concerned about what's happening and what I'm watching. So there isn't a whole lot of play for me in being able to watch more uh, adult or grown up movies, especially ones with the kind of violence you see in Lord of the Rings. Um, so finally found myself with the time and uh, availability to go back to the trilogy. And I waited until the fall to do it because it feels very much like a winter, you're going to be inside while it's cold <laughs> set of movies to watch, not the least of which is because they were released in um, the winter. Um and so I finally had a time and I was able to go back and watch them. And it was a really different experience. So I thought I'd talk about that a little bit on the show this week. Uh, I'm going to start with kind of my overall impressions of watching the trilogy again, and then dive into kind of some of the more personal uh, parts that I experienced with this. So um, I think overall, the movies have aged really well. I think they um, they do have that kind of classic feel, uh, costumes, uh, scenery, actors, um, all still fit. I would say, you know, some of the special effects might look a little questionable, but for the most part, um, it stands it stands up. I did have this strange experience of feeling like some of the fight scenes dragged a little bit. And I'm wondering if that's a combination of just not being able to watch a lot of films like this anymore. And 
feeling like some of the fight scenes were a little bit maybe self-indulgent and didn't seem so at the time because they were just so cool. But there were a couple of times when I was like, uh, I, I think this could have moved along a little faster. It might just be that I'm more impatient now that I'm a, a little older returning back to these. I did have um, quite a few moments where I rolled my eyes at some of the um, special effects associated with Legolas. I never really like attached to his character. I love his friendship with Gimli is definitely a highlight of the movie. Um, And their rapport is fun. But there were a lot of like gimmicky effects and gimmicky things that Legolas did that I really just rolled my eyes at this time. Uh, Legolas was never really written for me. I think he was written for the teenage girl wow factor at the time. So <laughs> I think that that, um, that d- definitely didn't uh, hold any interest for me. And lastly, I am still insufferable to watch The Lord of the Rings with because I made a trip to New Zealand um, almost 10 years ago now and was able to visit quite a few of the filming locations for the movies. And so I cannot help myself but saying, I've been there at least half a dozen times through the series. Um, the most profound and most important was going to see um, uh, where the writers of Rohan live. And I can't think of the name of the town off the top of my head, uh, but where we first meet Eowyn, um, who's one of my favorite characters. Uh, that was a very far-flung location. It was literally a tour that took all day. We had to sign a clearance because we had to drive across a river in order to get to it. Um, so, And they were like, even at the time, they're like, it's only the most dedicated fans who come out to this location. Um, and they had to like use helicopters when they were filming and I just all kinds of crazy stuff. So, um, I definitely on those scenes, I'm like, I stood right there (laughs) and I know it's tiresome and I just, I just can't help myself. (laughs) So the biggest change for me was with the characters that I related to. I still related to and felt deeply connected to Eowyn, as I just mentioned. Um, her line in The Return of the King, I am no man, and defeating the king of the Nazgul um, still stands out as one of my all-time favorite moments in film. Before relating to her, I very much related to the elves, um, but I realized later as I kind of reflected more on my own personality and my own heritage that my family would have probably much more likely been horse people, Celtic sort of background that I think was in parted to those characters and her wanting to have a position outside of what's expected for a woman is definitely a story that resonates with me. I've talked about that before. So that relation and that connection still remained. But the the character who stood out this time for me that that I had never really related to before was Sam. And and this is a very this is a very different experience of of looking at Sam now, many years later, after having not watched the movie for several years, and having, you know, some profound changes in my life in that time. Um, I always loved his affable personality and his steadfastness, steadfastness, how, 
how completely committed he was to Frodo and to the fellowship and to the destruction of the ring, even knowing toward the end that he was likely going to lose his life in order to, you know, fulfill their journey. I could appreciate the sacrifices he made. All of the fellowship makes sacrifices. All of them do. Um, all of them to different degrees and in different ways. I, and I could stand back and I could kind of be like, I see what Sam has done. And I could appreciate those sacrifices. But now I see them differently. I see Sam not as a parent necessarily, but as a kind of figure who who fills a role and and takes an action as a parent might. He uh, stands by Frodo through thick and thin as I mean, there's, you know, he carries him. <laughs> he may not be able to carry the ring, he says to him, but he'll carry him up the side of the mountain. Um, but it's it's really more than than just him being there for him that that made me kind of relate to him this time. He also has to stand back and watch him fall and watch him fail. He has to watch Frodo um, believe Gollum, believe Gollum's lies. And he just stands back from it. And, and, and you see that he's crushed, that he doesn't trust him and that he's believing somebody who has set him up and is blatantly lying to Frodo. But he stands back and he leaves, even though he knows that Gollum is falsely accusing him and that it is out for no good. He leaves and he lets Frodo fall and he lets Frodo fail. And it's no small thing having to take a step back from someone you love that deeply when you know it's probably not in their best interest and to let them fall and let them fail. And Sam does that. At the same time, he, he returns, he, he, he comes back and he steps up to protect Frodo from Gollum's trap in the end. So he was able to step back and let him go and let him go on his journey, but still be there for him when he needed him. So there's, there's something in that mix of letting go of someone that you love so much and being there for them that I think is one of the keys to being a good parent. And it's one of the hardest things in the world to do. It's, it's, it's gut-wrenching. It can, it can be so hard. And I'm saying this where, you know, my child is not. She's almost seven. So I have not faced big issues yet, and I am keenly aware of that. But even with the steps that we've had up until this point, I know how hard this process is to be there and to let go at the same time. So beyond that accomplishment for, for Sam of being able to be the person who can let your friend fall and then be there for them afterward, he ends up being the keeper of the history of the Lord of the Rings. He is entrusted by Frodo, not just with his own book, The Lord of the Rings, but with Bilbo's as well. And he tells him the last few pages are his to finish, that he needs to finish the history. So not only has he been the person for Frodo who could stand there with him and stand by him, let him fall and let him fail and still return and help him finish 
his journey and his quest. But he also ends up being the history keeper for the entire fellowship because he is the one who holds their history, all of them, and is the one who will be the keeper of it. From now on, he as as a good portion of the fellowship sails off, he is the one left holding the history and keeping the stories and keeping the tales of the fellowship alive. It's a mighty big weight for one hobbit, even one as strong as Sam is, to have completely resisted the ring. Um, I don't know that any of the other characters of the Fellowship could have resisted the draw of the ring as well as Sam did, Um, but he was able to do that. So had you told me (laughs) 10 years ago um, that I would be fangirling over Samwise Gamgee, I would have said you were mad, that there's just no way that that was reality. I would have insisted that Mary was my favorite hobbit. And I suppose in some ways that remains true. I just relate to Sam's journey now in a way that I didn't before becoming a mom. So how about you? Have you ever rewatched a show, a series, a movie, a franchise, and had a vastly different reaction to a character in it, where you just completely saw parts of yourself that you didn't know existed before, or saw in their journey parts of your life that you had recently maybe gone through. I think there's aspects of both of those things in this in this with Sam for me. Let me know. Catch me on Twitter at DocLiz with two Zs. And let me know if you've ever had this kind of experience where some parts of your life have affected how you've seen different characters in familiar stories. So until next time, game on. Yeah.